Well, it's official. After 102 episodes, we've we've ran out of ideas. We've hit the bottom of the barrel. <sighs> so, uh, what's this about you, Ichi, and Tom doing a spinoff show? Oh, yeah. So, we're planning on doing a spinoff show, and unfortunately, we have to cancel Ultra Ranger to replace it. But, but I renewed us for a fourth season already. Well, okay. I own 60, 50 of the, the Ultra Ranger stock. You do know that means there's 110% of Ultra Ranger. Yeah. How does that make... So 60, 40, sorry. <laughs> 60, 40 of the Ultra Ranger company. But but it's my show. Okay. One night you were really tired and I was like, hey, Gar, can I have 10 extra points in the company? And you're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what company? Nothing. You've been watching the social network again, haven't you? No, you've been watching the social network. Schwaller roll call! So that, that was our intro. So I'm, I'm Pink, Ultra Pink Caster Lane. And I'm Ultra Yellow Caster Gar. And uh, today is episode 102 of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger podcast, where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all Kaiju in between. Yeah. That's right. We are that. Feels a bit reverse saying those two things backwards. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as of this recording, uh, Yesterday was Godzilla's 65th anniversary. Yeah, birthday Godzilla. Yeah. We love you. Goji. We watched all your movies. Not yesterday, but we did. We watched all your <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, yesterday we watched all your movies. Now we watched Wayne's World yesterday. Party time. Excellent. I watched... Party on Gar. Party on Wayne. <laughs> there, we made the joke. There, we made the joke. Uh, yeah, so... What's your favorite Godzilla movie, everybody? Oh, nice. Godzilla vs. Hedera. Uh, my favorite is the 1998 Godzilla movie by Nolan Emmerich. <laughs> I own that in 4K. $20. Right. Here it is. Yeah. See, here it is, people. It's so good. Wait, this is a podcast. I can't see it. <gasps> How dare you? Hey, I'm the one that bought it for you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and I paid you back for it. I was like, Here, give me, here's money. Buy it. <laughs> well, you know what you did buy, however? You, if I can actually reach the mouse. Yeah, so we got news. So, yeah. one morning, funny story, I was walking to Walmart, like, because usually in, like, my early Tuesdays, um, Friday mornings, so when I have to go into like, take, uh, put away the inventory of my work, I, like, have to be at work for, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, so, like, 7.30, after I've had my breakfast, I go to Walmart and just see what they have. So I'm walking through the electronics section, minding my business, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool movies, huh? Oh, look, Orange Jeep. What? Orvin G. So I was like, what the fuck? And like immediately took a picture, sent it to Gar without hesitation. And then you woke up later and you're like, what the fuck? So yeah, so I found a copy of Ultraman Orb the movie and Ultraman G the movie. Yeah, apparently these are Walmart exclusives. Yeah, so you can just buy the, the Orb or G movies by themselves separately. Yeah, without buying the show. Yeah, it was like 20 bucks. 
So I took a picture. I bought the Orb movie because I was like, I need to support Mill Creek. Yeah. Because like, if we keep buying these series, buying these Blu-rays, then like Mill Creek will make money, and Subaru will take notice, and they'll be like, oh okay. Yeah. Tell that thing. Now, if only people could do that with the Shout Factory DVDs. Right. Um. Yeah, and so like I tweeted this out to the Mill Creek and Subaraya, and just this this fucking blew up like mm-hmm. in like two days. Like, yeah. I, I, supposedly according to Gara, I might have been like the first person in the world to find these movies you, on Blu-ray. Well, not in the world, but North America. Yeah, North America. Um. So yeah. So like as of now, I've gotten 190 likes on this tweet and 67 retweets. <laughs> Even Mill Creek fucking retweeted it, so. Cool. Everyone's like, whoa, where can I get this? Whoa, whoa. Extreme class up. Whoa. But yeah, I didn't buy the G movie because G movie's okay. G movie, meh. Plus, I'm, I'm buying G on Blu-ray, so. And that comes with the movie. Comes with the movie. The movie. Yeah, or the movie I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to own. So movie was great. Where is the Orton? Uh, you have it. You had it on your uh, old shelf that was over here. Oh yeah, I moved my shelf. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's in your room now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just like it's amazing that made my whole fucking day. Like it literally did. Like, and I just couldn't like I don't know why I was so excited, but like I I was holding it and I went and bought it, purchased it, and then like I ran outside and I just like I was like, oh my god, I'm holding Ultraman on Blu-ray. Like something Ultraman. It's a, it's a society we live in. Now. I like. We were talking about this a few months ago. You're like, I would love to just walk into a Walmart someday and bam, there's Ultraman. Just, just buy Ultraman. Yeah. And have all the Common Rider fanboys be crying and bawling their eyes out wishing they could get this. Yeah, and it's got like a good description of everything and it's even subbed in English, so... No dub of 0 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, so honestly guys, if you if you find these at your Walmart, pick them up. I do hope the Ginga S and X movie come with their dubs. There are dubs for them. I want them to come with it. Right? But yeah, go go pick these up. Go support the official release. Yeah. So, uh, I'm very honored that I was able to find these. Uh, I didn't grab the news story for it, but the Criterion Godzilla set also came out. Yeah, and you, like, love and, it and hate it. Yeah. You, you love it because it comes with all the movies, and, you know, it's nice packaging and everything, but you hate it. Because... I didn't realize it until James Roll from Cinemassacre, the angry video game nerd, posted a picture of it. This thing's the size of a book. It's pretty big. Like, you could not put it with your other DVDs. No. Luckily, Matt Frank, uh, best known for doing a ton of the Godzilla comics, uh, has slightly hinted at a possibly standard, like, set for it. Yeah, like a... Like a smaller version, so you yeah. can fit it on your shelf. But, but here's what I'm hoping for, though. I'm hoping for a standard set, and each movie is on its own disc. Because be- I kind of don't like how it's like the original Godzilla's on its own DVD, and then the others have to be crammed on to like others. Yeah. Like Angerus and King Kong are on a disc. Mafra and Ghidorah are on on together. Yeah, because you like to just be able to go. Oh, I want to watch this one. Yeah. I just want to pick up one disc, probably then just watch that movie. And uh, speaking of the movies, uh, the Tokyo International Film Festival has been going on recently, uh, this last week. 
or so, and uh, some Tsuburaya highlights have been coming around. I don't know why, because the entire video is in Japanese, and the description is in Japanese. Yeah. Everything's in... Oh, okay, here it is. So, I, I now remember. Duh. It's uh, basically to celebrate the uh, the 4K release of Ultra, of Ultra Q. Oh, okay. So, you have a bunch of, I don't know, some Japanese... Probably some Super executives. Probably. But you have uh, Pigmon, Kagon, and Kamuman, or Kamuman, uh, with them. And more recently, uh, Hayata has actually shown up at these, at the Red Carpet event. In which, there's also Ultraman with him. Well, no, there's him as Ultraman. (laughs) Oh, right, he transformed. And he just turned 80 recently. Yep. Like... Like, the last two weeks, yeah. he has turned 80. And yeah, like, Ultraman fighting Alien Zeton Bolton. But if being 80 years old, he sure can, uh, sure can fight his Ultraman. <laughs> there he is with Pigmon again. Aww. And uh, Fuji's actress also showed up as well. Get boot! Which, uh, I, believe she's, I believe she runs the archive at Super Eye Productions. But she still works for Subaraya. Yeah. To this day. That's cool. Maybe not acting wise, but still doing stuff. That's cool. I just realized that's a different Pigmon outfit. Yeah. See, it short is. short hands, long hands. Yeah. Huh. Well, they all come in different shapes and sizes. That is true. Yeah, again, for being 80, he still got it. Oh, yeah. Alright, next news story. Uh, more news about movies. So, there's some caution tape around the current Shin Godzilla statue. Uh, great. So, Lupin III announces plans to steal the Shin Godzilla statue from Hibuya Godzilla Square during Godzilla Festival 2019. I'd like to see him try uh, so this was kind of like a promotion for the new Loop in the Third movie coming out this year. Uh, I will pay a visit to steal the Godzilla statue, which is the cue card for Lupin that he brought. Yeah, I'll pay a visit to steal Godzilla's treasure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, good, promo- good cross promotion. Yeah, it's a promotion for the, for his new, for his, for his latest movie, Loop in the Third, the first. Uh, it... It's because it's the first 3D animated Lupin the Third movie. Ah. Uh, Godzilla Fest is a yearly festival that celebrates the anniversary of the first Godzilla year. Okay. <laughs> uh, this year also marks the 65th anniversary, like we've already mentioned. And uh, yeah, it takes place in Tokyo from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Cool. 8 p.m. Godzilla destroys the city. Yeah. I wanted to go to that this year. Now I lost my job. And I was very upset because oh. I wanted to celebrate Goji's big bir- big birthday in Japan. Well, I mean, you could celebrate here. I don't want to celebrate here. I want to celebrate with the locals. <laughs> our last news story, because not really a whole bunch of news, because remember, it's Ultraman. There's, you know, who's a fan of Ultraman? Fucking nobody. We are. Yeah, we are. We are VR. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, thanks to one of our fans on our Discord, 
he actually sent us a list of the latest toy magazines or toy catalogs for a uh, you know Rider Sentai. Well, not much of Sentai, but basically just Rider and Ultraman. So uh, we got some things coming up from December to March that we got information about. Uh, and uh, some of the biggest stuff for December is uh, Ultraman Zero merch. Because, uh, in case you didn't know, this year also marks the 10-year anniversary of Ultraman Zero and Belial. Damn. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Oh boy. So, uh, the first thing on the list is a DX Ultra Zero Eye. So, it looks like they are doing a re-release of the original Zero Eye. Oh, cool. So, let's transform into a gun. Yeah, so... I'll pick that up and come, and it'll be for twenty eight thousand yen. Yeah, so it'll be like forty bucks. Or twenty eight hundred yen. Yeah, so it'll be like forty fifty bucks. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Ultra Hero Series EX Ultraman Zero Tenth Anniversary Set. Don't know. Uh, again, these are only descriptions, so we don't really have pictures for it. Yeah, I think I think this is supposed to be. Like, I think it's supposed to be like a figure or something. Ultra. Uh, well, it's the it's the vinyl. Oh uh, yeah. So it's probably some sort of like special version of Zero. Yeah. We have a sound figure, Blild Zero. So I guess they talk. They're probably just like the electronic figures. Yeah, and then we have an Ultra Vehicle X vehicle. So Ultraman X is getting those Ultra Vehicle transformation toys. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Um, February we're getting the DX New Generation I. So that'll probably be the transformation item for the movie. Okay. Um, then we have the Ultra Hero Series number 70, Ultraman uh, Riga, and the Ultra Hero Series EX Ultraman Reboot. Uh, both of them will be for 600 yen. Yeah. Uh, we also got some monsters announced, like... Goody Mod Mudo, Barry Dora, Kaiser, Kaiser Belial, Belial, so that's cool. So yeah, Kaiser Belial finally getting a vinyl figure. Yay! And uh, also in February will be the EX Ultraman X and G Darkness figures. Uh, oh, we're getting the Genghis Spark. Legend, Legend Ultra Henshin series Genghis Spark. Oh, so it's like a more affordable Genghis Spark. Possibly. There you go. Grab that. Yeah, but I, I want to get the Ultra replica. <gasps> the Legend Ultra Makeover series X Divisor. Oh, they're releasing the releasing the X Divisor. Hell yes, I will buy that. That's like one of my favorite X henching trinkets. Uh, our f Ultraman X, no A fellow Ultraman fan, Taya, I met up with her at Anime North. She actually had an X, X device yeah, on Yeah, I her. just tried out. I was so happy. You know what I have to say about it? Huh? It's very small. Yeah, but it, had, it packs a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, but just... I was expecting that thing to be like the, like the size of my phone. But it's like... The size of your phone, almost. Like, you, you have, what, an iPhone? No, uh, it's an iPod. Yeah. Like, like, like what iPod's that? iPod Just, Touch. Yeah. So, yeah. Lane has an iPod Touch. That's basically the size of the X Divisor. And I have a Google Pixel 3 XL mm -hmm. with a OtterBox yeah. on it. Love that. Love my baby. And, uh, and yeah, uh, we got some March stuff. So... Oh. We have uh, the DX Ultra Zero Slugger set, so I guess going to come with some Blade toys, I guess. Uh, then more Ultra Hero stuff. Ultraman Max and Nexus Junius form are going to get resales. Ultraman Noah is finally going to get a uh, a release. Also, Arcfile. 
and Arc Belial. Monster form. But then the biggest thing of all that I love, Mother of Ultra is finally going to be having her own vinyl figure. That's great. It only took seven years, but we finally got one. Lane, no joke, there is no Mother of Ultra vinyl. Why is why is it seven years? Oh, because that's when they started it. Yeah, because Ginga. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, then we've got like another like victory vehicle, and then Zero Strong Corona and Luna Miracle. Yeah. So that's cool. The Ultra action figures, and again, that's pretty much it. Uh, so I'm guessing Zero is going to play a big part in the Taiga movie then. Zero always plays a big part in everything. Yeah, he's zero. <laughs> and this is my movie, Tiger. But, but our movie. Nope, my movie. Yeah, I'm better than all three of you. And winner, loser. They has become a part of Ultimate Force Zero, the Tri Squad. Wait, wait, how would that work? They're the Tri Squad, but then they get to be a part of the Ultimate Force Zero team. Ultimate Force Tri Squad. Guess so. Okay, that would be cute. Just right after the movie of Ultraman Taiga. And now, the Tri-Squad voice drama set after the movie. <laughs> I'd love that. And it's just like a ten minute chat. That'd be funny. Alright, uh, that is it for the news. So uh, we got some episode discussions. Uh, we got Ultraman, Ultraman Tiga, of course. And uh, like we said last episode, we got two episodes of Denko Chojin Gridman. Oh yeah. So let's talk about some Ultraman. So episode 25, The Mysterious Comet, Silly Fun. Yes, uh, so fun fact, this is the first episode that aired in 1967. And also was hosting his final appearance because, you know... Broke his legs in a ski accident. Broke his legs skiing. Uh, yeah, that's a... That's showbiz. But uh, I, th- I think later on, though, they did retcon... Or somewhere in a book or something, they retconned it to be that Arashi and them sent, them, sent him to, like, America. And that's why he never showed up again. Um, so the characters of this episode are Skull Monster. Red King. Yeah, Skull Monster, Red King, second generation. The Frozen Monster, Gygus. And the Comet Monster, Duraco. So we had three kaijus this episode. And they're all, like, they're all pretty good. Red King, I think, was the ugliest of them. But, and I think, uh, Duraco looked the coolest. Oh, the... The uh, dragonfly monster? Yeah, the winged monster. Um, and then I like personally Gygus the most because he was like a yeti monster. So Bumbo's bounce! Yeah, so he, uh, he reminded me of the the abominable snow monster. So From the Rudolph stop motion. Yeah. Uh, so basically the whole premise of this episode is they like have a, a comets approaching Earth and, you know... They're, they're missing some hydrogen bombs, which they find out that, like, oh, a monster took them and ate them, which we find out it's Red King. Yeah, so, uh, so what, so, like, they're afraid of the bombs because the meteorite is, you know, it's up in space. Radiation. If it comes down, it'll probably set off the bombs yeah. by accident. And, you know, apparently the, apparently Red King went down to the ocean, ate all six bombs... 
went up into the Alps, hid underground, and, and slept. And slept. Yeah. So this is worrisome because according to Ide, if all these six bombs go off at the same time, it'll cause radiation across the entire planet and it'll kill everyone. Probably not Hayato. Hayato probably eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, think... I, mean, I mean, he fucking fell off a cliff and survived, so... Jesus. Yes, the return of the Hayata stunt double. Okay, yeah. the dummy. Um. Listen, I know it's our final episode, and you're our only stunt man left because everyone else has died. Yeah. So they had, like uh, Fuji asks like how long, how far away the meteor is, and she's like, they're like, oh, it's like the scientists like, oh, it's like thirty five thousand kilometers away from Earth, and she's like. Oh, thank God. And just D-Day looks at her and just goes, that's actually not that far away. Wait, what? N- no. We will die. Yeah, we'll die if that meteor hits us. Comet hits us. Oh. Um, so then, they're, yeah, they're trying to figure out, like, you know, when this comet's actually coming, where it's going to land, and then they're trying to find out what these hydrogen bombs are, and then, like, E-Day's like, oh, well, I developed a thing that can help find the hydrogen bombs. And, Little toaster, little thing. Well, yeah, a little, little detector. So they start using that. What else can this thing do, Ide? It can make toast. Um. No. <laughs> Could you just imagine? So, Ide, what did you make? Oh, it's a lie detector. What? Yeah. So, uh, Hayata, what were you doing when the Red King showed up? I uh, I, I ran to go attack. Eh. Uh, I'm Ultraman. Ding! <laughs> he wouldn't say that. Um, no, you just make the machine explode. Do you understand? Yes. Um, so they decided to go to, like, the, the Alps. Because I guess there's Alps in Japan. I didn't know that. Um, which, mm-hmm. uh, so then Hayata, you just kind of see him, like, because remember, like, it, it, it's Ultraman in... Uh, like hide his body so he's just kind of like looking out in the thing and like Arashi need to go up to him and it's like oh what's going on and uh, Haita he's just like Earth's really beautiful and I was like I was like oh that was just like Ultraman really appreciating the planet I want an Ultraman Christmas episode god Ultra, Ultra's magical Christmas yeah Ultra's magical kidnaps the best of children bring to all the boys and girls of, of M78 Fly- Santa Claus is this Ultraman oh god no no I'll uh uh, King, Ultraman King. Ultraman King's a Santa Claus. Yeah, he's Santa Claus. This entire time, he's just been Santa Claus. Yeah, it's a Santa Claus as an Ultraman. That'd be U- great. Ultraman's just or Santa Claus has just been an alien this entire time. I believe that Santa Claus would be an alien. Um, so then we cut to like these people and like you know this one guy's like freaking losing his shit like yeah. like oh I'm gonna die and, yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, hydrogen bombs. Yeah, well, no, and also the comet, because, like, they say that if the comet crashes and, like, the hydrogen bombs are in the vicinity of it, they'll explode. Yeah, it's the end of the world. Um, so we found out something about, like, the crazy father dude. Yeah, so there's, like, this telemarketer guy, there's this other woman, there's his father, and then his son, who's dressed up in a spacesuit. They never show up again no. after this, after this like, two scenes they're in. Mm-hmm. We found out something really clever, uh, really neat. Uh, apparently, the dad in that bunker was Haru Nakajima. Godzilla himself. Yeah, Godzilla himself was had a quick cameo in this movie 
But it, it's just funny because I had to double, I had to triple check to make sure that it was him. Because you only used to see him as an old dude. Yeah, I've always just seen him as as he looked from like the uh, from like the nineties to now because like just he was really scrawny during the nineties and like the two thousands. Yeah, like scrawny, frail, had glasses. Freaking night and day. Yeah. So his little boy, whatever, like that's like dressed up in a suit, and he's like, ah, help. Fight the monsters. It's like, why are you dressed up? Oh, if the meteorite comes and crashes us, I'll be prepared if I go fly off into space. No, you dumb kid. You're, you're gonna die, kid. So then, like, they're watching the comet, like, fly like, towards them, but then it, like, passes by them, and they're like, oh, thanks, fuck! And just, like, the... Banzai! Yeah, Nakajima's just like, Banzai! Like, and they're all just, like, yelling, Banzai, Daniel-san! Banzai! 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 Um, so then they find out what the, where Red King is. He's been, like, just slumbering underground, and it's like, oh my god, thank god, like, the comet, he was asleep underground, so the bombs didn't go off. And so, Ida and Arashi, like, try to, uh, they're, like, they're watching the kaijus fight, because, like, uh, uh, in the end, like, Gaigas and Duraco uh, find each other, and they're just, they're beating the shit out of him. Yeah, apparently, got, uh, Duraco came from the meteor. From the comet, yeah. Yeah, from the comet. It's like, we can just get a quick shot of the scene go like, and just like flying by. <laughs> um, so they're fighting, and then like Red King shows up to the fight, and like he just, he's like so, he has like a personality around because like he's just like, hmm, alright, and like cracks his knuckles. Yeah, okay. Like, boom, he's like, yeah. alright. And then he's seeing them fight, and he's like, yay! Yeah, like, yeah it's fine. Like, Gigas and Dorako start fighting each other, and you see Red King sit down, just like cheering them both on. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna beat the shit out of both of you. Yeah, no, 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 that's not how you do it. Dorako turns him. This is how you do it, and he like, punches him. He punches him. So, so Gigas, like, I guess, or whatever, he like, he runs off, and then like, uh, Red King kills Dorako. Womp womp. Um, so then, yeah, Hayato, like, runs off to go try to do something, he tries attacking Red King, but, like, he doesn't do anything, and he falls off a cliff. As he's falling, transforms into Ultraman, and then, uh... He, he, you know, this is the second time Ultraman's fought a Red King monster. Yeah, so he's like, so he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, so it's nice to, nice to assume that, like, this is the first time in Ult... No, this is the second time in Ultraman, where we've reused a monster, just with a different suit. Yeah. Because we had Bolton show up in episodes 2 and 16. Yep. Then we have Red King here. Yep. Who showed up in, um, I want to say episode 8. So while Ultron's busy fighting uh, Red King, Rashi and Ida, they find, they find uh, Gygus, and uh, they're like, all right, like, what, how are we going to defeat him? He's like, oh, don't, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I got, I got you. Hold my beer. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, he, I got he drops, he, he like, pretty much pulls Shin Godzilla and he like drops like a bomb on him that like freezes him and then causes him to explode. So I saw that and I was just like, I was like, oh, it's uh, awful. That was harsh. Yeah, that was really harsh. He wasn't, he was just minding his own business. <sighs> but like they didn't know which of the three kaijus had the bombs until they found out it was a Red King. So. Uh, it's Eddie, the mean <laughs> old Yeti. Oh man. Uh, so then Ultraman, he like, uses levitation because i guess he has that i compare ultraman to golden age superman yeah whatever power he needs that episode he's got it i still think the weirdest one is they can shoot water i I still think the weirdest one is that how he can teleport 
Yeah, but the fucking cost of reducing his lifespan. Um, <laughs> That's why he only did it once. Yeah, so he levitates in the air, in the, him in the air, and then he uh, cuts him into three pieces, and, and then he, he takes his head where the bombs are stuck in, and I guess flies off into space, and then like just causes him to explode in space, and like the astronomers were like, "Oh, uh, it was an implosion, and it caused space to go back to normal." I guess. I guess. Uh, just, and they find they find Hyatt. I guess. And, yeah, and so Hyatt like comes back down to the grave. It's like Aah! that was a weird shot as well because the narrator's talking about the implosion in space. The camera's just like probably in a helicopter. They're zooming in on Hyatt, who's all the way on the ground, waving his hand. Like, like yeah, right in the snow. Yeah, right in the yeah. They're in the Alps because you know there's snow everywhere. Ide tried to do his best impersonation of the sound of music. <laughs> um, and then it ends with like, it's like, oh yeah, the comet's gonna come back someday. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's gonna hit Earth about 3026. July 22nd to be exact. Yeah, and they're like... At 8 a.m. And they're like, oh my fucking god. Ah, that's funny. And it's like, well, technology will be super amazing by then. Unless we kill ourselves first. <laughs> I, I, I'm just picturing... Uh, I'm just picturing the Robin Williams joke. It's like, that wasn't the big one. When will, when will the big one be? Could be tomorrow. Or 10,000 years from now. Well, thanks for the fucking heads up. Um, so overall, like, good episode. I like I like when there's, like, multiple kaijus, especially when they're fighting each other. I like, I personally like the scenery in this episode. Just Yeah, good, it looked really nice. Good change of pace. I like that we just went to like a snow location. Mm-hmm. I always, I always enjoy snow landmarks and landscapes. It is so. especially did make a Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> it made it made Red King and Ultraman pop because they're like different colors. Yeah. With a blue sky background. So yeah, so really, really good one. I liked. I hope, I hope we see Gygus again someday. It'd be nice to see the Yeti monster. I think he never shows up again. Oh. It's probably like a vote thing. It's like, who do you like the most? Red King, Taraka, or... Who do you like most? Ultraman. No, no, you have to pick from the monsters. Ultraman. Ultraman. He's a menace. What's your name, son? J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Jr. Because I just remember J. Jonah Jameson does does have a son named... Wait. No. No, no. What's his son's name again? Something? Yeah, or not. I forgot. He became Ultraman. No. <laughs> but he wasn't J. Jonah Jameson Jr. No. I forgot. Anyways. Anyways. Um, on to Tiga. Tiga time. So, episode 25, The Devil's Judgment. So, this is a, a Captain Aruma episode. Yeah. Because, well, you know, we have to have another episode about a captain figure abandoning their child. Yay! Jesus, this is a recurring thing in Ultraman. It's in the... Lane, it's in the... It's in the casting. Be a captain. Uh, you can't have any connection to your kids. You miss them a lot. Like, it happened in fucking X. It happened in fucking... Gingas, I think. No, it didn't happen in Gingas. It did happen, however, in Orb, with Shubikawa and his daughter. Yeah. Oh, my 
fucking god. Um. That, that's just a thing. Just like, oh, not paying attention to your child because you're too busy with fucking work. What kind of parents that? No, to be fair, that is a responsible—not not really a responsible thing—but um, it's just you know, it's just heartbreaking, you know. Very heartbreaking. Yeah. Where you go? <laughs> um. This is Ultra Ranger, where I can just go leave and get, grab, get, grab a thing of eggnog, get myself a drink. There you go. Can't be like, oh guys, I gotta leave the room. No, just. Yeah, grab myself my own drink. <laughs> um, so yeah, so apparently there's this whole thing with an angel that's like showing up and everyone's like losing their fucking mind about it because they think it's super cool and it's like it's my an brainwashing people. Uh, specifically, uh, Captain Aruma's mother-in-law who's taking care of her son, uh, Tomoki. Yeah, Tomoki. So yeah, we find more about Captain Aruma. Uh, yeah, so she had a husband who passed away because... He was working on a secret communications project in a laboratory, and he died. I don't know what the fuck he did that caused that to happen. He tried to make a new Kamen Rider show. Uh, and she was in Brazil when this happened, for some reason. And uh, so Tom, she just was like, well, I'm too busy with guts, so I can't really take care of my son. So he gave, she gave him to her mother-in-law, which, which her mother-in-law's been kind of a bitch to her about it, being like, well, if you're so fucking busy, then you don't have a right to see your son ever. So don't ever come here and see him. I mean, I I personally like the X episode more with the captain, with uh, Captain Tachibana. Or not Tachibana. Um, Kamakiri? I think that was his name. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Kamaki. Kamaki, thank you. Yeah. yeah. You think of Tachibana because he was Amazon. <laughs> Tachibana. Um, so yeah, so apparently her son has, like, fucking amazing elite hacking skills, because he hacked into the fucking database, like, the, the security for Guts, and sent a message being like, oh, save my grandma. Yeah, Sh- Shotaro Kamaki. There you go. That's the same. Um, so she's like, okay, something's wrong, because, like, my mother-in-law's acting weird, so she, like, goes to, uh, her mother-in-law's house to, like, see Tomoki, which... That house looked way too western. I feel like a house in Japan. Oh. It was weird. I mean, I know they do have, like, modern housing, but you don't see it all the time. And, like, I think a modern housing in Japan is, like, really, really rare. It's, like, it's probably out in the country. It did look like it. looked like it was in, like, a suburban area, kind of. Well, just... You know, that's one thing I've always wanted to learn about Japan's housing. Because I know majority of people live in apartments and such. Apartments are ex- very small houses. It's the episode of Simpsons where they go to Japan. Just, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dad, they open. <laughs> um, so she, so, like, she's wondering why her mother-in-law is, like, acting super fucking strange. And then, like, she walks up to uh, Tomoki, who's on the computer, and he's just like, your grandma's been acting weird. You should try to figure out something to fix that. And then, like, the grandma goes, it's like, oh, he's a good boy. Get the fuck out! <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, Tomoki contacted his mom through guts. And when she's like, Son, why did I tell you about hacking into the system just to call <laughs> me on my personal phone? Yeah. To not to. <laughs> um, so, they're worried about uh, Captain Aruma, so uh, Daigo and Reina get sent to uh, to go watch her. 
Yeah, like, you can fucking tell now the hardcore Daigo Rena shipping. Oh, yeah, they're definitely it's, shipping them now. It's so obvious. But, so, like, like they're, they're forcing it now to show us. Yeah. So, Aruma, so ca- the captain, like, just takes Rena, uh, Rena on a walk to the beach and explains everything, like, it's happening. And, like, she keeps referring to Tomoki as, like, the boy. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, have more respect for your son. Well, he doesn't call her mom. That's true. Um, so Daigo's just watching, and then some hooded person fucking finds him and goes like, oh, Tega! And, like, starts hitting him with these energy blasts. He just keeps, just keeps hitting him with them. But, but I just keeps seeing him get, like, sent flying back into a fucking wall. I, I, I do remember, like, the, the cloaked figure calling him Tega. And I'm just thinking, like, man, he totally just blew his cover there. Just, Tega. Yeah? Shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Everyone knows who Tiga. Where? He owes me money. <laughs> Switchblade. <laughs> but yes, um, we find out the monster this episode is actually the return of the Keloids from episode three. Yeah, those freaking cool-ass kaijus we liked. Yeah. Where we were like, oh my god, finally a really good design in fucking Tiga. Um, yeah, so they're behind it and they're trying to open some like fucking demon gate or something in the sky. I, I couldn't follow what the fuck that was. Okay. Do you remember the whole Gozer thing from Ghostbusters? Yeah. And how, like, she came from, like, a, another, another dimension? Yeah, another dimension? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Oh. They were oh, just, they're trying to bring more of them. Oh, okay. Or basically, they were trying to summon, like, darkness onto the world. Yeah. So they're, like, brainwashing all these people and thinking there's, like, an angel, and then, like, this one guy's just like, oh, Tiga's the devil! Like, you must hate Tiga! Everyone, kill Tiga! Masako, kill Tiga! Um, and so I'm sorry it's Linkara so he gets like so Dyer gets pretty beaten up but then like he's he's like mainly okay Um, so the captain and Reyna find him and they're in the guts car and like she's like she's like okay well be careful Daigo and after this let's go out together and I'm like did she just ask him on a date I'm like wow I mean I get (laughs) how funny would it have been though just if we didn't already meet her dad, Daigo, this is my dad. It's Hayata. Hi. That that one would just be like, hey, hey there's something familiar about you. I get that a lot. <laughs> you remind me of me when I was your age. That'd be great. Please let that be a scene in Shin Ultraman. The what? Just Hayata? Yeah, Hayata actually shows up and be like, you remind me when I was your age. <laughs> um, so then, like, we see, like, as they're driving away, like, Daigo, like, runs into, like, in an alleyway of a building, and then you just see him transform to Tiga. So, he's fighting, he tries fighting, he gets his ass kicked, and, Oh, like, yeah, they, they didn't, they cut the transformation sequence from this episode, too. Yeah. Because as they're driving away, you just see a light behind the building. You see him fly. And you just see him roll out. Yeah. Um, transform and roll out. Yeah, transform and roll out. Um, so he's down. And, like, it's, this is the longest that he's had his, like, color timer just, like, beeping red. I swear to God, it's, like, five minutes. So I'm like, I'm like those are a really long three minutes, guys. No, because, like... Well, it shows him, and he's fighting for a bit, and then he and then it cuts to his color timer going off. I was like, okay, it's like, so it's like it's like a plant dynamic. One minute's like one episode. Oh my god! 
That's why I'm glad Dragon Ball Z Kai is the thing. <laughs> just fuck all the bullshit. I'm just cutting right to the fucking chase of everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's on the ground and they're like, oh, let's shine our lights on him. And then like, uh, Tomoki like hacks into the, the power grid illegally and like, boost the power in the district to like shine more lights on him this episode's a bit weird just with that it's like like what because he's a being of light he has to be powered up by light artificial light maybe it was just he was unconscious so like they're shining enough lights bright enough to like kind of wake him up why don't you just get tying here to blow his whistle (laughs) but I think that I think that's what it was it wasn't like oh the light powered him it was just like we need to wake him up wake the Fuck up! <laughs> it's the giant fucking hand. Dino ah! just shows up. Get up! What's cool about the alien Kellyon that we saw this episode too is that uh, he also can form James. So he's pretty much he's pretty much a kaiju version of Ultraman. Yeah, you could like, like he actually like he actually hardened his skin so he could be tougher. And then when like he went to to he went sky type, he grew wings and like flew after him. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm gonna a few adjustments myself. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that's was... a that's an Ironmonger reference. <laughs> so that was a that was a, how did you solve the icing problem? Icing problem. Gotta <laughs> get a look on that. <laughs> Is that really how fast you can go? Shut up! Oh gee, I wonder why I can do tank missile. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was really cool that like could like adapt to the situation that was pretty cool uh, like, so then just how do we make this more threatening just, this one's more adapt because it's like instead of one being it's like several keloids together as one yeah and so then he like goes back to multi-type he tosses him into the fucking gate and just, just beats a shit sterium or sepelion sepelion raise him sepelion tolson sepelion tolson Sepelion Tulsa. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and defeats them, and everyone goes back to normal, and then like. Even uh, when it gets captain, to be called mom. Yeah, the captain calls him. Uh, calls uh, her son calls him mama. She's like, oh. The grandma's like, the fuck out of my house. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, they all get invited in and stuff. And shockingly enough, or. Not, I'm not entirely sure if this is true or not, because we don't have any physical proof, mm-hmm. or any written proof, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, mm-hmm. but this was the final episode of the Tiga dub, by four kids. Wow. Or, by five. I mean, it did look, look kind of like final episode-y. Okay. Yeah, like, if this is where they ended it with the dub, that's fine, because this did feel like a finale. Yeah, because, like, you know, he, was, he almost died, and then, like, you know... Everyone had to come together to help him out. Yeah, everything was at stake. Um, yeah, so overall good episode. I'm glad, glad we got, like, a, a Captain Aruma episode. So. Yeah, and now we're halfway through the show. Because there's only 52 episodes, I think. Oh, yeah, there's another cute thing where, um... What's the computer guy's name again? Yazumi. Yazumi. Yazumi, Yazumi, Yazumi! I never remember Yazumi's name, because it's not in it enough. You know, Shinjo, Rina, Funikata, Daigo... You remember Sorry. everyone else except for Yasumi. Yeah, except for Yasumi. Who's there every episode. But I like it when it's like, oh, hack into the broadcasting system. And he's like, I always wanted to do that. I wanted to press Hey, everyone. Buttons. Just wake the fuck up. <laughs> Yasumi, you can't just go around slapping. Yasumi, what? 
Yazumi. All right, what's going on? <laughs> Such a good joke. <laughs> Fucking Thanos. Yes, you just can't. Larry. <laughs> Apparently, that's called slap the sequel. <laughs> there is no other one. No. It's just a guy who, like, slaps a kid at a party and, like, all the parents are, like, freaking out. Like, why the fuck did you slap the kid? And he just starts slapping fucking everyone. Cops come in and start slapping them. Like, go look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Oh. But look at the meme ones because those are even better. Like, the Than- there's one where, like, someone just, the guy slapping is, like, Thanos and then he's slapping, like, all the Avengers. <laughs> and, like, the police are the Guardians. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, anyways, on to Gullido Man. Episode 20, Colors Disappear from the Planet of Earth. <laughs> I swear that's not the real title. No. I, I could... Well, we're, we're, wa- we're watching with shitty Russian subs, apparently. No, these are illegal subs from America. Oh. This is how shitty this is. Oh, we're a, we, we are a legal streaming uh, company in America that take... Uh, that... Not takes... Uh, that basically got the rights to some Ultraman shows. And Gridman. Okay. Uh, quick question. Can we have some consistency with the fucking subs? And the names and everything. With the names. The oh. random words of... Like, with the random American slang. It's so funny. The yellow font. <laughs> oh, yeah, you hate the yellow font. Using DVD rips. <laughs> There's a higher quality in this show. Gridman on Blu-ray, please. No Creek. You know, you know what? No, no. Gridman's a good show, but this is how I personally feel about the Toku HD legal subs of Gridman. That's gotta be your signature move in, like, your review channel. Just every time you get pissed off about something, you just have the same, same shot of just throwing something in the trash. That'd be so funny. You know what I give this movie? <laughs> <laughs> just no words. Yeah, just a scene of throwing something randomly into the trash can. Uh, oh god, that'd be funny. But this was actually a good episode. Yeah, so we got we got uh, freaking Naoto's uncle. And mm-hmm. He's a CGI artist, and so the episode starts with Takashi entering a contest for like CGI art, and he's like acting like really nervous about because like it it it's, it was actually kind of an interesting, cute side of him because like you can tell that he's very like socially awkward. I feel like he's probably a. What is it, introvert? Yeah, he's an intro. Oh, he's a heavy introvert. He's a shut in. He's probably he's he, he's probably like um. Because oh, he he's a he's a huge shut in. What's her name? Asuka from Sister's Good Man. Akane. Akane, thank you. Yeah, she she's like Akane. He's like Akane. Positive Taku. Yeah. Um, like that's why my theory is in Sister's Good Man, Akane is Takashi's daughter. I could believe it. I could believe it too. I could fucking believe it. Um, so yeah, so he's like, you can see him, he's like, he's like oh, oh, excuse me, like, is, is this for the contest? Oh, yeah, here, it's, I, I have my thing. Oh, please, sign your official. Oh, oh, of course, of course. Of like, course. he doesn't seem that evil. Like, when when he's by himself. But- Con Digifire is manipulating him. Like I said, he, whatever he gets pissed off about, Con Digifire just, like, 
he like kind of encourages that rage. He's like, oh man, that sounds like because like sometimes he feels it sounds like he's phoning in. Like it's like, oh, how dare they reject my art? Oh yeah, how how dare they? Doesn't that make you mad? Doesn't that make you want to build a kaiju? I'll bring it to life. We'll destroy all the humans. Like, you know he's manipulating them. And, like, you saw that in SSS's Gridman where freaking Alexis was doing the exact same thing. So that's just their race. They're manipulators. They're ha- they're- they can't do shit themselves, so they'd rather have manipulate other people to do their work for them. Well, why get your own hands dirty when you can dirty someone else's? Because, honestly, if, if Khan Fire wasn't a thing, Takashi would probably just be typing about this in a blog post or something, like, on his own personal website. He's like, so today... Today I got ticketed because I was a pervert and, like, tried to look up a, a police woman's skirt. Like, he would just type about how angry he was at it, and then he'd just go about the rest of his day. Okay, I was just watching The Social Network before recording. Now I'm just picturing Mark Zuckerberg, uh, at, like, is being possessed by Khan Digifier. <laughs> oh, that's why, that's why everyone thinks of him as a robot now. <laughs> have you seen those jokes? Like, have you seen Mark Zuckerberg nowadays? He's like a robot. He's just... Like, what, during that instant where, like, uh, the government, like, the American Congress was just like, okay, like, you're going into hacking of people's private information and, like, showing all this shit that, like, that's on their browser data. And, like, his response was just, like, very blank, like, we just show ads. That's it. We don't hack into people's personal stuff. It's just whatever they were searching, we just put on Facebook ads for, based their, on their search criteria. So he was just defending himself. But, like, everyone thought that he was, like... No, you know about everyone's information. We all know what Mark Zuckerberg truly is. <laughs> Dark fade out now. Apparently, it's crap. Yeah, yeah, it, it bombed. Well, I, I heard. I heard there's a scene in the first ten minutes that pissed everyone off. So I'm interested to see what it is. I don't know. I don't know either. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So he enters this contest and just. Oh my god, Takashi. Like, you have problems. So, his his entry is all of his kaiju designs, and just him in the middle looking all menacing and evil, and then it, like, goes to, like, a negative, like, effect. <laughs> and you just hear, like, evil laughter. And Naoto's uncle's just like, okay, he needs to see the brighter side of things. Like, he's a bit too much of an angry person. And, like, Tuck, she's case. just watching, like, on his computer screen at home, and he's just like, he just doesn't understand my artistic genius! And, like, Kondin Jafar's just like, yeah! I'm just terrified now that that freaking, uh, Tuck, she's gonna end up, like, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, we should, we should fucking make the thumbnail just, uh, Takashi dressed up in Joker makeup. That would be hard. I don't know. You could probably do it. All right. That that would be the fun. It's already after if, Halloween. If you can't script. like, if you can't like Photoshop like clown makeup onto him, then like just put Walking Phoenix Joker's head over Takashi's body or something. You know, I got an idea. I got an idea. Okay. Just... So there we go. <laughs> um. So then, like, yeah, so Naruto's uncle runs into, like, his brother, who's Naruto's dad, whatever, and it's like, oh, you know, like, Naruto misses you. Like, you should, you should come by. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Naruto and Daichi in a while. So it's like, yeah, I'll come, I'll come by, I'll come by. And so, it, it, like, we cut to, we cut to the like three of them. They're, they're, at a, they're at, like, a manga place, and, like, you know, uh, Ipe's looking up uh, 
stuff on designs. Naruto is just like laughing at a fucking comic, not paying attention. <laughs> Our protagonist, everyone. Yeah, it's super fucking funny. But um, yeah, um, Ipe comes up with the latest assist weapon for uh for Gridman. The the the, the King Jet. Yeah, the King which, Jet. Which then, if you, I think it was in the next episode or it might have been this one, but they combine together and they. They make the Dragon Fortress. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Uh, the Dyna Fighter, which is the Dragon Cannon. Oh. When they combine together, they, they become uh, the Dragon Fortress. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good progression. It's like, you know what? Just make a giant military jet. Yeah. And then he's like deciding on the color of the wings. Like he's either deciding blue, uh, white, or yellow. And he like doesn't know what to make them. I like when I was looking when I was looking through like the the wing colors. I was like I was like no white. Make them white. And he d- decides on white. What do you think, Michael Keaton from RoboCop reboot? I'll make it all black. I'll make it like military black. Um, so Naruto's uncle comes over and he's like, oh, yes, Ipe, I've heard about you. You're, you're pretty inspiring to be an artist, huh? He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, how about, how about you three? Come, come, to my, uh, come to my office. Well, he's like, oh, why don't you guys come to my office? Naruto, not you. And he's like, what? I'm just kidding, you little bullshithead. <laughs> Just not you, Daichi. What? What? Yeah. So then they like go to his office and um, he's rage quitting. Well, that's that's later, but uh, like you know, he's like working on like a new design for stuff, and like you know, he takes he takes inspiration. Like pretty much all of his art was just like pictures of stuff in real life, and he just like warped them. Warped them. So I'm like, ooh, I guess it's like '90s stuff. It says 1993. It is. Um, <laughs> Hello? No, I don't want to work on this animated movie again. Something about live-action toys. I don't want to. Freaking Lassiter. Um, now I don't want to make Soul Soldiers too. I would, I would, be, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, so, Takashi makes like a monster kaiju that literally... Uh, well, well it's, it's another redo of a kaiju. Yeah, yeah. yeah Me- Mecha Steelgun. Yeah, yeah. It's enough. At this point, everything's just gonna be mechanized. Not everything. Yeah, next. next uh, so he gets them, sends them over to like the CGI studio, and like sucks all the color out of all of his designs. And so like everyone's complaining, like, "Oh, the workers are like, oh, there's no more color." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "What about my new design?" That gets the color sucked out of him, and then he just gets pissed. He's just like, ah, "I can't do this anymore. My life is ruined. My life is over." And he like grabs stuff off a shelf. He's like. Ah! Ah! Like you have to watch the scene. He just keeps like taking one thing at a time. Just, ah! Just like all these books, and like everyone's it, trying to like Naruto and them are just trying to calm him down. It's like uh, imagine Tommy was so from the room when he's like losing his shit at the very end. Yeah. No, no. It's the TV. No, ah! no. Imagine Pachi Patchy the Pirate from the last SpongeBob <laughs> episode. I'm getting rid of all my SpongeBob stuff. Oh, that's so funny. Oh man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so then he gets blinded by like a light in the screen, which causes the color from his eyes to uh, go away. So he can't he can't see color at all. Wait, was that it? Yeah, yeah, that's a he he lost the ability to see color by like looking at stuff. So he just also like a, that's why when we cut to the scene later where he's like talking to. Yuka or Ipe or something like that, he, uh... It's all black and white. Yeah, it's all black and white. I thought he actually just stole the color from the world. No, 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 no. He just... He, uh, Naruto's uncle cannot see colors. Oh, right. So he thought his life was over. And then Ipe's, like, telling him, like, no, no, don't give up. Don't give up. And so, like, you, so... 
so then Naoto, like, he goes to become Gridman, but, like, it's funny because, like, the the things, like, uh, it's, like, in a fanny pack. It's, like, it's oh, oh, fanny yeah. Pack. And I'm like, yeah, the, oh! Yeah, the Grand Acceptor, uh, that, uh, or the Primal Acceptor, whatever, whatever transformation name is called. Acceptor. Yeah, the Acceptor. Or Acceptor. Acceptor. Uh, just, Naoto's wearing a fanny pack. Well, because 90s. Well, I haven't seen people wearing... Fanny packs it, now. It's just—it's like—it's a wrist brace. Why don't you just wear it on your wrist? Because it's—I guess it just—he realized it's like, oh, he shouldn't be wearing it all the time because people will just like ask why he has that. I think that's why. Because like, remember for the first like bit, he was wearing it all the time. But then they were—I guess the writers were probably worried like, oh shit, what if like we have to write in like people asking him why does he have that? So it's like, ah, he'll just wear it when he needs to. It's like in Samurai Cyber Squad where it's actually stuck to freaking Sam. So he goes access. Lash! Lash. <laughs> is a great man. Great man gets his ass kicked as he usually does. And then uh, they good. finish the, the, the King Jet. That moment when Gridman's not really that great of a fighter, he always gets his ass handed to yeah. him. All he needs upgrades. Yep. Um, and yeah, so he fights them and then he, they uh, get the Dragon Fortress and it just starts like helping kick ass. And like it's cute because you see like. Uh, well, I think it was the next episode, but, like, Yuka and Ife are, like, using, like, joysticks to help, like, control the jets or whatever. I don't know. They used them both in episode 20 and 21. Yeah. Uh, there was a funny story, though, how, like, I put on episode 20, and you were like, no, we already talked about this. I'm like, no, we didn't. And you're like, yeah, we've already watched this. I'm like, I don't remember us watching this or talking about it. And it's like, all right, you watch this for episode 100, because we were going to talk about it. Then. Yeah, and then we just decided last minute, we are like, I don't know, I'm going to talk about it. Um, yeah, beats the monster, color's been restored. Yeah, and then Naoto, like, sends a letter uh, to Ife, which then when he's reading it, we see, like, footage of, like, Naoto's uncle reading it out to him. And he's like, oh, you're gonna be a good artist, and maybe you can work with me someday. And Ife's like, yeah! Ife then, uh, then uh, uh, made his own animation company. He lost all the money. <laughs> But yeah, and then we have episode 21, which is the more bizarre episode. The Execution of My Hero. So it starts with Takashi having a dream where, like, Gridman fucking tried to kill him. Yeah. Like and Takashi's like, ah! Yeah, like, he, like, Takashi's on, like, this cru- like crucifix. Well, like, I was trying to explain to Gar that, like, yeah, like, when, when you see that in Japan, like, they don't have a concept of that. It's just, like, this is how they tie people up in shows. Because, like, in, in, like, the O's... Deno movie. Yeah, they like have people on like, cross. They're like tied up on crosses. And in earlier Ultraman, Ultraman Ace, the Ultra Brothers were all on crosses. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just. Eh. Yeah. yeah Talk, she's like on a cross, and Gridman starts beating the shit out of them. Until it's like, oh no, I had a nightmare. Oh, I can't sleep. I'm gonna make a monster. Then a porno ad comes on for this pillow. That can help people get to sleep. Even though it's just it's just a fucking like computer thing. It, like everyone buys one, and like they're all sleeping with it. And I'm like, that does not look comfortable. It honestly looks like um, a freaking like a radio or something. Yeah, it looks like a radio. Yeah, like I'm guessing I'm guessing what it is is it has like a soft top part to it, and then you just press some like buttons on it, and it causes like waves or something to make you feel comfortable, and then you just fall asleep. That's probably it. Um, yeah, but, so everyone, like, starts buying these, these pillows. 
Uh, and, uh, basically, Takashi creates this monster, a new monster, mind you, the hallucination monster Dazzleba. Dazzleba. In which uh, it basically has, it lets everyone synchronize their dreams together. So, like, they, they all question, it's like, so, like, the pain that they have in the dream world affects affects them in the real world. Yeah, it's the Matrix. Yeah, it's the Matrix. So, like, Takashi got, not Takashi, uh, Naruto got cut on the cheek. And then in the real world, Naruto actually has a cut on his cheek. Yeah. Um, so they end up having all the same dream. And, like, there's some weird shit happening. Like, it's, like, daytime. And there's fucking clowns everywhere. Clown digifiers there. Yeah. And, like, he's with, he's with Takashi, who's, like, in a disguise, like, with a mask on and a suit. So, so no one recognizes him. And, like, Gridman's also on a crucifix. And it's, like... Oh, come one, come all, to the assassination of Gridman. Yeah, really fucking kill Gridman. Or the execution. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's up to, like, Naoto to kind of, like, show courage or whatever like that. That he's, like, willing to, like, Go fight up. this dream so that Gridman can have, like, the ability to, like, fight. Yeah, because, like, the Gridman in the dream isn't the real Gridman. No, and, like, it's funny, like, the Kaiju's attacking and then, like, Gridman, you just see Gridman, like, on the screen of Junk just being like, Naoto! Where are you? Like, we need you. Hey. Yeah. You guys are gonna be late. Yeah. So that was interesting. That like, there just this whole episode took place inside a dream, but then like eventually Naoto does wake up. Yeah, and he rushes uh, down to Junk and Ipe's place to turn into Grid Man. Yeah, turn to Grid Man. He turns into Grid Man. Starts fighting the dude. Yeah, and saves everyone. Grid Man beats up clowns. Yeah, and beats up clowns in like human size, and it's great. This is also the first episode where everyone actually gets to see Gridman. Yeah, yeah, so now people just, like, know about Gridman. Like, they're like, yeah, even, like, Naoto's dad's just like, yeah, I know your mother doesn't agree, I think Gridman's pretty cool. Like, Daichi's seen Gridman before, uh, back in episode two when he was in the hospital. Because, like, that giant open hole that was leading into the real world. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I wish wish they did more on that. Just... And the episode just kind of ends with everyone waking up and Takashi passing it because he stayed up all night. Yep, worrying. He's like, fuck you, good man. <sighs> so yeah, it was a fun episode for being kind of like filler. Well, if you'd call it filler. I don't know. When the show's only 39 episodes, can you really call anything filler? Yeah, that's true. I mean, this could be filler because... Because episode 20 does the same effect as 21 does. Mm. Just, oh, let's fight with the Dino Dragon, or with the Dragon Fortress. Oh, also, they didn't reuse the same grid beam shot. Yeah, no. They actually made a new one, and it looks awful. Because it's mirrored. Like, you have Gridman firing it from the right, it's, but it's like, everyone knows Japanese heroes attack from the left. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's overall a pretty good episode. I'm looking forward to more Good Man, as always. Yeah. I mean, when do if Tiger doesn't get subbed... We can just keep watching Gridman. Yeah, by episode 104, we can just keep talking about Gridman until it actually does get subbed. Yeah. That seems like a good plan. There we go. <laughs> 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 oh. Sub Tiger, please. Can someone please catch up on Tiger? Fuck's sakes. I need to know how this story ends. 
Um, so yeah, so that was Kaiju Sensei Ultra Ranger episode 102. Um, Godzilla Boogaloo? Sure. <laughs> um, so you can legally watch Ultraman now on Blu-ray by buying the Mill Creek Blu-rays. Yeah. So go, go buy Ultraman legally. Still working on what trying to get Ultraman, Tiga, and Gridman legally. Then Kochojin Godzilla. I don't know. I'll think of something. Then Kochojin Godzilla. I'll think of something. Yeah. Uh, anyways, schwa for now. Schwa for now, everyone. Woo! Woo!